Hello and welcome to Built on Air, a podcast about all things Airtable. Built on Air is sponsored by OpenSide, a premium provider of products and services supporting Airtable customers. I'm your host, Zoe Vanderplue, and today on the show we have my very good friend and longtime collaborator, Ryan Jacquard. Ryan is based in Wilmington, North Carolina, and he is a freelancer who specializes in systems design using Airtable and Zapier. Today we talk with him about his recent client work, and he gives us a demo of one of his personal Airtable projects, a base that runs an Academy Awards betting pool for increased Oscar night entertainment. Well, hello, Ryan. Hello, Zoe. Um, So... Ryan and I have worked together for quite a while in various capacities. We actually went to school together and both majored in film and, well, I did economics, he did finance. Um, So we have a weird right-left brain connection going on. Um, And Ryan is currently a freelancer in the Airtable world. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself as a human, Ryan, and then also what led you to Airtable? Yes, so um, led me to Airtable. Well, more about me for me as a human. Let me start there. Um, as Zoe mentioned, I uh, went to school with a background in um, film and finance. Uh, we kind of joke because I think we're the only two people we know who ever did anything like that at our school. Um, so anyway, background background is in film, uh, kind of after college, worked at some, a festival for full-time, uh, moved over into a promotional merchandise company, um, working with operations, um, where soon after being hired, um, Zoe also joined that team. We worked together there. Um, left that company earlier this year uh, and started doing freelance work with Airtable, as Zoe mentioned, and kind of doing some operational systems design, as I, I like to call it. Um, still kind of working on the nickname for it because um, it's sort of to me, it feels like a very specific space for right now where there's all these sort of new apps flying at all these companies and uh, everyone's trying to sort of figure out how to stitch them all together. And that's kind of where I like to insert myself and come in and uh, help make all these apps talk to each other, um, primarily using Airtable as the hub of all of that interaction and using Zapier as the, I guess, uh, translator um, and automator between all of these different, you know, Slack, Google Drive, Airtable, um, Asana, etc. cetera. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm, I'm doing. Um, as for bringing me to Airtable, I actually have to credit Zoe, um, who I'm, she told me the other day how she found the e- original email, which I actually oh, often yeah. think about. Let me there. see if I can find that. Yeah, uh, I think we, we exchange apps back and forth for years. Um, I'm kind of, I think one of my favorite things to do is sign up for apps and just like tinker for like an hour. And then I, you know, I, I either love it or I fall off of it, but I, uh, Zoe sent me a link. Did you find it? Right. Oh yeah. So, uh, okay. I sent this to you January 14th, 2016 at 8 56 PM. So obviously I was like, <laughs> um, just saw an ad on Facebook dot 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 haven't downloaded it yet but it looks amazing and free 
kind of like a cross between Slack and FileMaker question mark, which is totally not how I would describe Airtable now. Right. That was my understanding of it then. Um, and then just a link. I guess I clicked on it. I loved it right away. And I remember they had really good marketing videos. Um, and it looks so different from what it, from what it was. I mean, Airtable has grown so much in the past like year. It's nuts. Um, but yeah, to answer that question of kind of how I stumbled upon it, really Zoe hooked it up. Um, it's been my go-to tool for personal use. Um, all the companies I've worked with, um, well, all three I've implemented it, uh, helped implement it. And I just, I think it's wonderful. Um, it can be, it's so flexible and that it, you know, it can be as robust as you need it to be. Um, and as simple, um, as yeah. you also need it to be. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It can be like whatever you want. Um, and it only takes like half an hour to set it up. Um, yeah. so, so you're, you're freelancing, but you're kind of, I think you specialize sort of in like long-term contracts with companies, um, where you kind of not only build things, but you become sort of like the, the data, like keeper, like garter. Um, and, and from what I've seen working together with you with some of those clients, you're definitely not afraid to like, um, not just build something for them, but like tell them when they're using it incorrectly, um, to kind of safeguard, you know, uh, the base to make sure that the, the data in it is actually of high quality as well. So, um, maybe you could share just like a couple of those long-term projects that you worked on and, and maybe some like, uh, difficult problems that you came across that you were able to solve creatively with your kind of like Airtable Zapier um, special logic brain. For sure. Um, and yeah, so working with a lot of the companies that I do work with, they are sort of using Airtable initially as just sort of um, a spreadsheet. Uh, I, you know, a lot of times they found it, it seemed flexible, they use it, they start throwing things at it, and then, you know, months later they find, wow, this is. <laughs> Everything's really inconsistent. The data is kind of messy. Um, so I, one of my favorite things is to kind of come in there and help to clean up that data with, you know, some data validation, kind of, you know, determining and developing some, some kind of nomenclature for all their sort of business, you know, assets, all their moving parts. It's obviously different for every company. Um, but one of the biggest ones that I, uh, I worked with it was about a 10-month project was this um, company out of Australia who uh, they partner not partner with but they they work closely with um, Airbnb and they are a property management company for Airbnb properties and yeah I jumped in there and um, their database was actually totally or their database I, when I say that I mean their Airtable was really not that bad. It was actually pretty great. Um, they were unique in that they didn't give any of their uh, their full staff. They didn't have all, all didn't have edit access to the base, which sounds kind of limiting, but it's actually really helpful if you want to keep the data really clean. I think one thing that Airtable um, hopefully will, will release soon um, are more uh, precise or what's the word I'm looking for? More, more granular security permissions, access permissions. Um, that's something that I think uh, is, needs, is to be desired right now. But until that happens, um, there are workarounds. So with this company, they didn't allow anyone to have edit access except for like the developers and myself for the base. Um, 
and everyone else would update information via forms that I had helped to build. Um, and we also built in a lot of uh, fields that were sort of formula based. So instead of people coming in there and, uh, how do I explain that? Well, I think you rewind. You you've given you developed a way to kind of give pretty good indicators if information was missing, right? Because yes. formula fields, it would either display the right information or it would have like a red exclamation point emoji with like "fix me" or something like that. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That and that 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 reminds me of this sort of um, we kind of within their Airtable base, we kind of created a financial reporting space. And this information was populated automatically um, up, you know, moment to moment um, via Zapier. Um, and based on these reservations they were receiving for the properties from Airbnb. And when new information would come in, it would log itself into this, as we called it, you know, entry table of their base. And of course, once that information is received, there's a lot of steps that have to be um, adhered to or taken by the this you know guy who was in charge of the finance there um information was totally raw when it came in and these sort of automatic formula fields would help to instruct the user to say hey look out this is incorrect don't forget to add this extra field um you're missing information here link this record etc cetera, etc cetera. so i tried to build in all these sort of fail safes and communicative uh formula fields that would sort of instruct what was required of them to do next. So it became sort of, uh, I guess, clockwork for them as, as this information was coming in. Right, yeah, it's sort of like the, the Airtable way of uh, giving error messages. Yeah. Yes, exactly, um, yeah. And then, so since, um, okay, so all of this data came in from the Airbnb site, right? Based on their reservations that were made for the properties they managed. So how um, did you guys actually get that information from Airbnb to go through Zapier and deposit an Airtable? So that I would have to credit to, they had a, um, a lead developer on, on, the, on the team and um, he, was obviously he's very familiar with APIs. And so uh, the company actually gained access to uh, Airbnb's API, which is, as far as I could tell, pretty difficult to, to gain access to. Mm -hmm. um, it was with permission, of course. Um, but so the company was fortunate to have that access. And so anytime they would receive, uh, you know, any kind of activity on these properties, they would have um, immediate access to that that would immediately update the systems. So anyway, the developer was the one who, who stitched that together. But once he did that for us, we actually had all of that raw data coming into this separate base in Airtable that we would, we kind of referenced as the machine. And we would use this base as sort of this, I guess, you know, repository of the raw Airbnb or Airbnb webhooks. And it would come into there and I built all these uh, formulas for basically every raw field that came in and each formula would validate the information that came in, format it, um, you know, take care of any uh, calculations that we needed before it came into our primary Airtable base that the staff had access to. So the logic there, of course, was that, you know, you know clean data in, clean data out. 
um, the data coming in from the Airbnb webhooks was was fine, but it wasn't, of course, up to the format that we were using in the base. So by having that sort of um, intermediary machine in between, it allowed us to make sure everything coming into the master base was was ready to go right. and ready you know, to be used. And you also kind of had like a backup copy of everything. If someone did bungle and delete something or, you know, edit something, something like that. Um, right. Around this point in the process, actually, Ryan ended up bringing me on um, to kind of work on a, a second portion of this project, which was after they had all of this information in the base and it looked nice and everything was formatted correctly. Um, they needed to generate some reports, uh, monthly reports to give uh, just kind of a monthly overview to their clients of all of the reservations that have been booked for the month and any associated cleaning fees or you know, um, the, the toilet broke and the maintenance guy had to come fix it or anything like that. So, um, Amazing. But, yeah, happens more often than you would expect with yeah. properties. But, uh, so kind of what, what Ryan and I, um, decided to do was just use Airtable's built-in page designer to build PDFs that, um, all of the sort of uh, account managers could then download and distribute to their clients. Um, so the way that we kind of got that to work was, was uh, the page designer allows you to, if you have a bunch of different records linked to kind of one record in a summary table, it will display those out in a table view in the page designer. So basically we had one table where an individual record for one property for one month was linked to a bunch of different transaction records. So we could kind of, um, you know, take that and then make it appear all nice and pretty in a PDF. Um, and then I think you guys also did some integrations with their accounting software, right? With Zero. We did, yeah. And um, just to quickly comment on what how you mentioned how we sort of structured it, that was just so, so vastly complex. And I just, like, but but there's so much advantage to, to sort of like pausing and developing that structure in Airtable the way we, we did and the way a lot of people do it. Um, and I guess that, that just kind of draws attention to like our coming onto companies who use, like I've, I, I have a recent client, I've started using their base, but like there's definitely like a, a lack of attention, initial attention to the structure and that kind of, um, the further you get with that broken structure, the messier it gets. So right, and and I think also it's it's um, kind of preparing clients right where you're like, hey, this information it will be uh, client facing to your customers. So <laughs> think about how you describe this, or you know what information goes in this field because it it's going to appear on a report or on an invoice or um, in an email to them or something like that. So I think that's like one kind of big huge hurdle is, is when you're developing uh, bases with a bunch of automations attached, kind of educating your customers, right? Like, hey, um, this field, it's, it's gonna go to someone else besides just you looking at right. it. Yeah, it can't be this like, I think it's, you have to be, what I've learned is you have to be so amazingly thoughtful about every little, especially with automations, like you said, like column names, formatting, keeping them consistent across um, all the other, you know, hundreds of columns you might have and, um, 
yeah, that's just, I mean, that's a whole different piece, but like just there's so much, there's so much value in, in taking that time carefully to, to develop that structure. And that is kind of, I'm glad that we did that with the entry table that you that you kind of mentioned. And that really helped facilitate these clean PDFs that were consistent. Um, they were client facing. Um, so after the, Zoe had helped with the PDFs, we actually, uh, like, like Zoe had mentioned, we integrated with their accounting software. They were using Xero. Um, and Zapier actually has a really, really pretty decent um, integration with them. So we had the PDFs, they were made, um, but there was so much more work that had to be done with every entry as it came in. Um, and that would, things including just making sure uh, the company is taking out the right percentage for the commission. Because uh, of course it di differs by client, by property, et cetera. Right. Um, a lot of those rules were baked into the, primary air, air table because our CRM was also inside that. So percentages were in there, all that, but we still needed the, fi the finance uh, person. Why can't I think of like a, <laughs> the head of finance? Uh, yeah, to sign off on it. And um, so once I did that, they kind of signed off on everything that would trigger a, a new series of automations that would basically move numbers um, in, in one field over into a different field. And the reason we did that is because we sort of treated like, let's say you have field A, which is where the raw data is coming in, mm -hmm. and then you have field B, which is generally blank, um, until something is confirmed. And the idea was anytime you saw a number in that field B, you'd, you, you'd trust it. You knew that this was a value that someone had signed off on. Um, and once a number would populate into field B, that would also trigger a new set of automations that would um, funnel the data into zero. Um, and we also found a way to uh, attach that, uh, those PDFs um, from the blocks in Airtable oh, into their- How would you do that? Well, uh, so I should say, they still had to download each one manually, but they would download it and quickly add it as an attachment to the record. So that part we didn't figure out. But once it was attached to the Airtable record and we triggered it over to zero, we were able to attach it to their, um, in their finance system, so. Cool. And then of course it would be logged in the Airtable, in, in, I'm sorry, in zero, and then it would be emailed uh, directly to the customer. So this was, I think there was the largest zap we had in that was maybe like 57 steps. Oh my God. Um, of, and that was primarily just validation. And then, then there was maybe like six other ones, but across all these, it basically funneled the information in from Airbnb, validated it, calculated it, requested approval. Upon approval, it would immediately send all the information to zero and to the customer all in one fell swoop. So it was, it was good. It was, it was a lot, but I think it worked well. Yeah, Airtable sort of like the little oasis, right? In the midst yes. of all of the information going in and out. Um, so, and especially with their blocks feature, um, which you know, from what I can tell, they're putting a lot of good energy into, and like there's, mm -hmm. they're especially with the new dashboards feature and how the multiple dashboards, all that. The company was able to like finally have this all this floating data synthesized into these really nice um, metrics that they're they're utilizing now um so yeah their finance stuff is just is, is really sharp now 
Right. Yeah. It's cool to kind of see that run through Airtable because I think financials are, are one of the things that um, can be the most complex when you're, when you're building, you know, something in Airtable for a client. Um, mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thank you for the sort of um, really detailed walkthrough on that, but I know um, the base that you're going to show us today is a little bit more lighthearted, right? This is kind of a, a personal project you have going on. It is. So <laughs> this is, um, I do, I mean, my background in film has really nothing to do with this, but I, I do watch the Oscars um, and I like to gamble around the Oscars. And so I made a, uh, every year we kind of do like an Oscar ballot, um, like many people do, I'm sure. Um, and but this year I created it on Airtable so we could kind of have like a live dashboard as we were watching the event. Um, we had a big screening uh, at this uh, local event space. And- um, Local event space, it's like my apartment. <laughs> we had it at Zoe's uh, apartment movie uh. theater. <laughs> I was like, do I mention that it was at Zoe's apartment movie theater? No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, so yeah. We, um, we had it there and we had it projected on the screen and so, um, I will show you how we built who, it. Who ended up winning this year? I forget. It was like a very large tie. And I, I was included in that tie, which felt really Wait, like I cooked it. I know uh, you need to like val, but you need to validate your um, like film knowledge. Yeah, I had to win. Uh, I won and then um, four others won. It was Haley, Zaharula, Blair and Ash. Uh -huh. So the, the payout was... Uh, yeah, the, the payout was a little lame. Um, but yeah, so Ryan basically just created this entire base to prove to everyone that he wasn't cheating and he did win outright. Um, okay, it's so why, why don't you go ahead and share your screen and just yes. walk us through it. To see the visuals that go along with this audio, check out the YouTube link in the show notes. All right. So I'm actually going to start here um and i'm not going to fill out this form but just i figure i'll show you sort of the experience um everyone who was invited to the party would be offered to fill this out and there was rules up here and uh they basically fill out who they thought would win um for each category um so pretty straightforward. How do you decide to go with Google Forms instead of Airtable Forms? I'm just curious. So the reason here is because this um, this required the way the Airtable was built. Uh, it would it required like a very extensive zap. Um, the zap that brought in all this data actually was like a 27 step zap. Um, oh my god. Uh, yeah, and like if I did it with Airtable, I remember there was something about the way the records are being linked um, because I had it kind of set up in a funky way. Um, I have like a a films table and a ballots table, and then like a, a junction table in between right. uh, for nominations. You'll see, but it it the the Facebook or I'm sorry the. Uh, Airtable forms ended up not being ideal for this. Right, yeah, sometimes a third-party uh, form builder is a really good compliment, I think. Yeah, and then this was, um, and I, I think Google, form, Google, uh, Google Forms is pretty good. Um, this was really easy to build. Um, so anyway, they fill all these out and they submit, um, and then that information would ultimately land here in this Airtable. 
So, and we will, I'll show you that in a second. So, and then everyone submitted that form, right, before the, the Oscars actually started. Correct. So they, all of the, the sort of like votes and stuff were in at the very, before, you know, who Before hosted? the show begins, sure. gotta have the ballots. Who hosted. I was also tracking who had paid me too, so sure. <laughs> I can show that in a second. So I'll start sort of introduction of the tables here. Um, it's broken out by films and then as a sort of child table are the nominations. Actually, I really shouldn't say child because these are all sort of just okay. interrelated. Mm -hmm. um, the nominations and then the ballots. And these are, these are where that ballot submission would, would land. So the film table is pretty straightforward. Um, this was probably the simplest one to build. It was a matter of just um, once the, the nominations were published, um, laying out each film um, as its own unique record. Um, and the way I have these organized right here, just whether they're a short film or a feature. Um, and they're put into a category, but that's sort of doesn't totally matter for this. So with each film, they are linked to the total number of nominations that they received. Um, and that's from this table here. And this kind of roll up field here for noms is just a quick view count of how many nominations that that single film did receive. So like for, you know, Shape of Water who had the most nominations, you could click here and see all the nominations that it, uh, it had gotten. And not necessarily the ones it won, just the ones it was nominated for. Um, over here, uh, you can track the number of wins it got and the, the, uh, let's see, the awards that it won. And I'll show you how these kind of occur uh, in a second. Um, nominations table is, well, I'm going to go to the ballots table because the nominations table, I think, is where a lot of the the heavy lifting comes in because um, this is sort of the intermediary between films and ballots. Okay. So anyway, ballots come in. Um, that form I just submitted, they, they would land here. Um, we can look at mine as a fake, a fake one, um, even though this is a real one. So it would come in as received. Um, generally, as it would come in, uh, they would not be active, but I would mark as active to sort of validate that this is all good to go. Um, and based on the results they, they submitted or via the form and that 27 step zap, mm -hmm. it would link their choices to um, the nominations. So like for, for visual effects, I had chose War of the Planet of the Apes, et cetera. Um, so now that link is in place, it's going to, at once the show begins, it's going to uh, roll up uh, the wins as they occur. Um, so, so and then you were live updating this, right? As an award was announced, you would go in and mark it as one. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, I can kind of show in the dashboard too. Cool. So finally, the nominations table, which hopefully makes this bit, <laughs> a bit more clear. So this is organized by, um, by nomination. Uh, so for example, for supporting actor, here is every single nomination that happened within that one category. Um, so I'm actually gonna turn this off right here. So this is how they would all look normally. Um, and 
this, this was probably the most tedious part to set up. Um, but once it was set up, it was ready to roll, obviously. Um, so anyway, for supporting actor, uh, I immediately linked the film that it pertains to. And you'll see this field here is actually just a formula based on the film I have linked. So if I unlinked that, that disappears. Um, so I basically started with five blank records that just all said supporting actor. And then I linked um, the applicable film from the film table here. And that automatically generated there. Um, this is the actual nomination. So it was specifically for Willem Dafoe for the Florida Project. Um, and as the, once the show began and awards were actually coming in, uh, once an award happened, I was there at the event with my laptop and I would just jump in here and say, okay, results are in, Sam Rockwell won. And I just check this box and you'll just pay attention to these, co these columns here and even this one here. So when, this oh, automatically trophy. Oh, trophy yeah and that's um that's a visual cue that's referenced later um and these populate here based on formulas basically just saying if this column has a checkbox then populate uh these values um and this column here is reference is referenced and rolled up in the films table so i have a little note there so that's referenced in here. And then this one here is actually rolled up and referenced in the ballots table. Okay. So when I said earlier how in the ballots table, any given person can say, hey, well, what have I won? That's because this, uh, this here is rolling up those wins. Nice. Um, so, and then you, you count it, right, with points? Yep, so um, basically for any, every time, there is a value in here, it will roll up the number of wins that that one person had. Um, so for example, I had 20. This is actually grouped by the, the amount of points each person won. So you can see here, here are the five people that <laughs> won with 20 points. And, um, and it goes down the line. Um, I won't show you who the, who the loser was. <laughs> and uh, Anyway, so that's just, that, that's sort of the automatic functionality of like when something wins, this sort of automatic formula based thing. Cool. Uh, over here is where you recall when a ballot comes in and for example, I had linked, based on my form, I had linked my ballot to all of these potential nominations. That is mirrored here. So for example, these are all the, I have a believer count, 16 people, um, thought that this would be the winner and they're all linked here nice and yeah and so basically because it's like a, a two-way connection there when this wins all these people get a point and that's tracked in the ballots table um, yeah hopefully that hopefully that makes some kind of sense it makes perfect sense and let's see so now I'll go over so based on all this information uh, really a lot of this happens. So I have some views that create these blocks that I'm about to show you. Mm -hmm. um, they're really spread across the nominations table, which is just tracking, you know, what films have been getting the most nominations mm -hmm. versus the ballots table, which is tracking what is every person's score. 
And so those are translated over here into this dashboard that again was projected on the wall during the event. Um, and so this was the one everyone cared most about because as the show went on, I mean, this obviously started really low, but then as more nominations came through and awards were announced, um, it became clear of who the sort of evident winner was. Yeah, I remember that being really fun because we could like talk smack after every single round. Right. It became like a, well, and it, I just felt very guilty for constantly being up high, but um, where's yours? You did, uh, oh yeah, no, you did pretty good. <laughs> I did okay. I was, I don't know why I said, oh, because I was looking at this compared to these, but no, actually like over here, yeah, you did really good. Well, I think I did really well in the beginning and then, um, I became more silent as the night went on. Uh, the wine. It was obvious I would not win. Um, no, it, was, it, it became pretty tight. I mean, this is pretty, pretty crazy. So like, of course, with dashboards, um, you can jump in here and I can immediately go to at, you know, I'll go to my record, where is it? Um, you can immediately jump in, I can get a glance at their full ballot um, and then a quick summary of all the things that they've won so far. I mean. The event's only for three hours, so it's you know some of this information is a little a little unnecessary, but it's 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 helpful in building this. It was essential in building the dashboard. Right. So that was the primary one, and then here is the sort of film leaderboard. Um, this was derived from the film table, um, and this was capturing. Uh, let's just bring this full screen. Um, which films have won the most awards so far? And so it obviously ended up being Shape of Water. And then last but not least, um, as everything was announced, um, this was sort of this um, uh, ticker, I guess, um, where the newest announced film or, or category that was announced would arrive at the top. So people who, you know, maybe went to the bathroom or outside, if they came in and wanted to check in on what, the, what they missed, this would provide this sort of, hey, heads up, this is what won, et cetera. Nice. I think that's a really great use of the dashboard because, you know, you can look at your own personal stuff you have going on or just the films in general. Um, so right. I remember that being like a really fun addition to the event. It um, was it, like, and uh, I was, I was pleased to find how many people liked the dashboard because it right. really made it a lot more competitive and everyone got to know how they were doing. And right. So. Instead of at the end, just like totaling things up and announcing a winner, you could kind of get like the live play by play. Right. So, yeah. It's fun. Well, thank you so much for um, sharing this space. I love the kind of just like quirky, fun use of Airtable. Um, and it was really great to talk to you, Ryan, as always. Um, and Ryan and I actually live in the same town, like a mile apart. So I'm sure I'll be seeing you around soon. I'll see um, you soon, yeah. And um, before uh, we get off, tell people where they can find you if they're interested in hiring you for some, uh, you know, Oscar ballot scoring <laughs> or um, maybe something a little bit more serious like um, database management and Airtable finance projects, etc. I'll take all of it. Um, I, I'm available on Upwork. Um, I can be found there uh, just by searching my name, Ryan uh, Jacquard, J-A-C-C-A-R-D. And on LinkedIn, I wish I could point you to a website. Um, I don't have one right now. It's okay. uh, you can put your uh, LinkedIn and upper profile in the notes. Yes, perfect. And if anyone needs this Oscar base, uh, feel free to reach out and I can uh, duplicate it and send it your way. Right, yeah, we have, what, two, two months? 
before Oscars 2019. So and, um, I need to repurpose this. The Golden Globe nominations came out, and um, I don't really care so much about those, but Oscars <laughs> are right around the corner. If you're a film nerd, contact Ryan. He'll give you all of the air table you need. I will hook you up. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ryan. A pleasure as always. And yep, thank you. Have a wonderful night. You too. Yeah. See you later.